This is Bucks First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. You are only allowed to mouth the preferred slogans. Have you figured this out yet? Have you, have you seen yet? Have you felt this new mandate from our Democrat overlords? From the lab coat tyrants like Fauci to the members of Congress who feel no, uh, no compunction whatsoever. They have no problem telling all of us that we're somehow tied to the Capitol Hill riot. Anybody who was a Trump supporter, anybody who's a conservative, collective blame in order for the collectivists to have all the power they could ever dream of. That's what we're seeing now. Remember how for years they said that Donald Trump was a threat to free press? And really, what did Trump do that was a threat? He made fun of them. He called them out for being frauds because the corporate media is overwhelmingly full of vain frauds. We know that. So he called them out. He mocked them, which you're not allowed to do. You can't make fun of the cool kids and the corporate media, especially the TV journos. They think they're the coolest of kids. You're not allowed to do that. Trump did, and he did it very well. He was effective at it. He was good at it, and they were angry at him. So remember that we were all supposed to weep. We were all supposed to paint the name of Jim Acosta on water towers and on on billboards all across small town America because he had his White House hard pass pulled for like a couple of days, which means that he has to go through the the normal visitors process. He has to go through the process just like everybody else. Oh, my gosh, Jim Acosta. But he's special, don't you see? Jim Acosta is not like these other people. He's not supposed to. He's one of the big, important journos. Now, that's just one example. There are countless examples that I could point to, countless things that I could uh, share with you that would just jog the memory, that would remind us all of what it was like when Trump was president and they were telling us that he was a fascist. Antifa was very active because of Trump's fascism. There were supposedly serious journals of opinion, of course, left wing opinion, like the Atlantic. I mean, the the intellectual class was trying to outdo each other with their articles about how Trump was a fascist, the rise of fascism in America. And they would point to his treatment of the media as evidence of that. I sit here and I ask you, what did Trump actually do that suppressed freedom of speech? Name one thing. No, it, it, it is not, in fact, the case that somebody else's speech that you don't like is a threat to the First Amendment libs. I'm sorry. Trump making fun of them for being fake news is not actually a threat to free speech. It is free speech. But now that the Democrats are in charge, we're actually getting a taste of what authoritarianism and, dare I say, fascism feels like. Now we're actually seeing it in practice, in reality. Here you have the uh, House Democrats on a on a uh, they've, they've got a hearing set for tomorrow, but they've released a letter from the Energy and Commerce Committees asking lawmakers what they did to combat misinformation. I'm sorry, asking cable providers what they did to combat misinformation on their channels. They call this fanning the flames, disinformation and extremism in the media. 
and they've sent a letter to Comcast, AT&T, Spectrum, Dish, Verizon, Cox, asking for their role in the spread of dangerous misinformation. There's so much here, isn't there? Let's all just first start with why are they doing this? They're doing this because the left feels closer than it has been in my lifetime and perhaps in history at being able to completely shut down mass communication from their political opponents. They think they're going to get pretty close. They may actually get to a de facto state where conservatism on any platform that matters is effectively gone. That's their plan. It's not just misinformation, because remember, what do they want? Do they want corrections? No, they want deplatforming. They want cancellation. It's it's not enough even if you were to say, well, this guest or this show was in error on this. We correct it. We move forward. Of course not. Then you're just bending the knee and offering them your head. No, they want the annihilation of their political opposition. That's what this is all about. Okay, that's what's actually going on here. And that's why they're writing to the cable providers. Look what they've managed to do with social media. I'm dealing with this right now. And so are many other conservatives that I'm sure you you follow on social media or you, you are a supporter of in whatever way. Right now, you cannot challenge Fauciism on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram without fear, not not of of having that message uh removed and it's not enough even if you correct it if you cross them they will kick you off the platform now they don't have to do that to everybody to have a massive effect here right they only have to burn down one village and all the other villages realize what's in store for them so when they do this to someone like me or to many others everybody else whether it's just a a person who likes that method of communication or, or, or a person who's built, you know, a million, three million, five million following, they know I better not actually say anything that goes against the dominant narrative because I'll just lose access to this. They'll kick me off. You know, it used to be we all understood death threats, illegal things, uh, you know, pr- posting private information as doxing. There were some rules of the road for social media that conservatives weren't complaining about. In fact, we liked the no death threats rule because the left was constantly actually threatening to kill conservatives on places like Twitter. It's happened to everyone I know who's active on those platforms, uh, who's a public figure. So they've expanded it now so that if you say something uh, that is controversial, if you say something they disagree with, if you share an opinion that is disliked by the lib consensus, you risk your access to the modern town square and to the modern marketplace with it. And the left is celebrating this. They don't they don't feel any sense of uh, any sense of introspection over it. They're not trying to slow things down. They want to push this even further. And that's why they have this hearing where they're going to be pushing the cable companies. What do you think they want to accomplish? So they're kicking conservatives off of all the social media platforms which means that you really can't compete in the Internet space, right? If, if you don't have access to Facebook and Twitter, you can't effectively compete as a website. You're not going to be able to get, how do you promote your product, right? 
And by the way, if Google decides that you're done, now you're really not going to be able to have anything on the web. So they're they're kicking you off the Internet. If you're a conservative right now, they're, they're doing this. This is not I'm not worried about this. Theoretically, they're, they're actively doing this and they want to get rid of Fox Newsmax and One America from cable lineups across the country. Now, let's be honest and real about this for a second. There is Fox and then there is a whole lot of room and then there is Newsmax and there is One America News. Fox has an audience that is you know, 10 times the size of those other channels, roughly speaking. I mean, Fox is much bigger and that's their ultimate target. But what they think they'll be able to do is get Newsmax and One America cut from a few of those cable providers even. And then that starts a chain reaction where they have less revenue, they can spend less on content, and they're going to try to kill off those channels. They won't be able to kill off Fox. They'll try, but it's difficult because Fox is established enough and has enough money behind it that they won't be able to easily do that. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's unlikely. But One America and Newsmax, as far as the authoritarian libs are concerned, they're like the... uh, the, the limping gazelles at the back of the herd here in terms of cable lineup, and they're trying to take them down. And it, it's not hard. They want to shut them down. They don't want them to apologize. They don't want them to change their content. They don't want them to do updates. They want them gone. And here's what they're hoping to accomplish with Fox as well. They don't have to get Fox completely kicked off the air. They just have to start pushing it a little bit to the left, a little bit more. They'll call it the center, of course, but it's moving to the left to get to the center. That's what they'll say. They're going to make sure that Fox is a place where you can see some center-right content, but that it doesn't have some of those uh, fiery monologues from Tucker over last summer about BLM, some of the best stuff I've ever seen on Fox News, uh, that you're, you're not going to have people who have real opinions that are respected on the right showing up on Fox's airwaves quite the same way. It's going to be, you know, the Carl Rove, Paul Ryan channel 24 seven, basically. That's what they're hoping to do. Create a controlled opposition there. And now that rush has passed, rest in peace, the greatest of all time, they feel like talk radio is also a, a, a target. They're going to come after talk radio sponsors. Why do you think they're going after Mike Lindell with everything they've got? Because Mike is a, is a patriot and a great guy and runs a great business, and he's a sponsor of this show, among many other shows. They're attacking our people. They're trying to cut off our business models. This is because they don't even care about winning the argument in public. They don't care about the free exchange of ideas. The authoritarian left is the Democrat Party And the Democrat Party is the authoritarian left. They have now merged. They are one. They want to silence you. If you do not agree, they want to punish you. And they don't have to do this for that long. They don't have to be that successful to cause massive changes in the politics of this country. Just look at what's gone on with COVID-19 and lockdowns. The way that they have leveraged this into a tool of authoritarianism is disgusting, but it has been very effective. And I am more worried right now about freedom and free speech in this country than I have ever been in my life. Right now, no, no question, nothing else even comes close to this moment. They think that they have the right in a route and they're now chasing us down with their cavalry and they're trying to bayonet the survivors. 
That's their attitude about free speech at this moment. Are we going to do something about it? I'll promise you this. We on this show will go down fighting one way or another for freedom, for constitutionalism, for individual liberty. Even with the lab coat totalitarian Fauci running around, even with social media acting as the little assistance of the totalitarian left, uh, we will keep fighting. And we need you who listen to this show, however you listen, radio, on podcast, we need you more than ever before to support those voices that are speaking out with the truth because uh, we're not getting big, you know, corporate sponsorships from Coca-Cola. I can assure you of that. You know, Starbucks is not writing us big checks just to be affiliated with conservative programs these days. It's all on you. You know, it's all on the people who consume this content. Do you spread the word? Do you share it to your Facebook page? Do you use the sponsors, buy the products of sponsors on programs like this one? I'm being serious. That's people ask, what can you do? That's step one, because if we don't have a conservative media ecosystem, we don't have a Republican Party worth a damn. And that's the truth. This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Follow Buck on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Luckily or unluckily, I've been studying closing democracies for 12 years. So I recognized early on, you know, once once I realized New York State had emergency powers, I know from history that no one gives up emergency powers willingly. Uh, They always drag it on and drag it on. And so every month I'm getting in my email an announcement that Governor Cuomo is extending emergency measures, extending emergency measures. Uh, Only from studying history do I know how predictable it is when you start to have um, elected officials say we are not going to follow the Constitution because there's a pandemic. And I just want to say lastly, and then I promise I'll stop. um, Nowhere in the Constitution does it say all this can be suspended if there's a bad disease. We have lived through Typhus, cholera, smallpox, HIV, tuberculosis, polio, the Spanish flu. You know, we've lived through an attack on our soil. Never have there been months and months and months of emergency powers when we weren't actually fighting a war. So um, this is completely unprecedented. Lockdowns have never been done before in free societies. And really, we're turning into a version of a a totalitarian state sort of before everyone's eyes. And I, I really hope... You know, we wake up quickly because history also shows that it's a a small window in which people can fight back before it's too dangerous to fight back. That woman is a liberal, folks. Okay, that's that's uh, from Tucker show last night, Naomi Wolf. And she's a person who has been comfortably on the left was a Bill Clinton advisor. And she recognizes what I have been telling you all along. This is the emergency. And I'm I'm sorry Trump did not recognize what was going on the way he needed to when he was in power, because we are in a very bad spot right now. And the Democrats have just been ramming home their advantage for the last 12 months, using this pandemic as an excuse for authoritarianism. There is no constitutional suspension provision for a really bad aerosolized virus. It does not exist. But we've been acting like it does. We've been told that it does. If you try to enjoy your constitutional rights while this is going on, they'll say, sorry, Dr. Fauci disagrees. I don't throw the word authoritarian tyrant around easily. I'm not the left. You know, I didn't even get into before how they're holding disinformation hearings and what's cable news doing about it. 
CNN built its ratings for four years over the Russia collusion lie. And I even saw the, that that uh, Bro Cuomo was saying there was collusion. Collusion's not a crime. This is this is lunacy. All right. They said there was a conspiracy, which is a crime. That was the reason for a special counsel. You, you have a special counsel to investigate crimes, not some vague idea. And there was no crime of collusion or conspiracy with Russia. But they have to keep the lie going over at CNN because they built their whole ratings on it. No one's saying, why aren't you dropping CNN from your cable box? They lied about Trump for four years. But remember, the double standard doesn't matter to them. They don't care. I've been saying this forever. They love double standards. You know what a double standard a double standard is? I can do this thing to you and you can't do anything about it. That's how the left views it. They're not sitting around crying, oh, we, we're frauds, we lie, we don't care about freedom in the Constitution. We think the Constitution is crap. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, you know, wipe the floor with the Constitution. And we're pretending we care about it sometimes, but then other No, they're saying, yeah, what are you gonna do about it, Republicans? What's the conservative mindset now? What are you going to do? And we sit around and people say, oh, you know, maybe maybe Trump will save us. He's not going to save us. Not from this. He didn't when he had the chance either. And I, I know people, some people, you know, we're, oh, we need Trump in our future. I don't know about that. We got to see. I'm open to it. But we are in a bad spot. Trump just left office and freedom and liberty in America is in its worst position in at least 20 years, I would say, in my lifetime. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I, 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 I'm uncomfortable going back and directly criticizing, but it's really almost self-evident. I was hoping that we would see a uniform a uh, unified approach towards all doing that together. And when signals come saying this isn't so bad, we're in pretty good shape, when we're saying we're not, we being the health people, that was not helpful because the people who wanted to deny that this is something that was serious, when you get a signal from above that it might not be, then you don't do the kinds of things you need to do. I mean, I still have flashing in my mind those scenes of when we were trying to tell people to really be careful and avoid congregate settings and used to see on television at night people crowded at bars inside no masks i mean that was just asking for trouble and in fact that's what we got a lot of trouble who's responsible for america's covid disaster let's ask that question i do on bucksaxon.com today i think you should go check it out making the case please go to my website before google uh takes me off or before before facebook bans me permanently for telling you the truth i would debate any of these people any of the fact checkers any of the fauciites anywhere anytime on these issues they will get crushed do you ever see them debate anyone on this stuff do you ever see fauci subjected to hostile questioning from anyone in the press because who's really responsible here he is saying Oh, you know, th th that we didn't listen or we didn't do enough or. OK, well, he's in charge. He's the general, if you will, of our covid-19 response. Why shouldn't he be fired? He's sitting around talking about how we've crossed the 500,000 dead uh, milestone, which is awful. And yeah, we, we did not do well, but we're 
pretty much in line per hundred thousand uh, per hundred thousand uh, residents with were actually better than England, better than um, uh, Belgium, better than Spain. I think Spain's close. I, I have to check. But we're not the worst country, despite all this. The United Kingdom is worse. Italy is worse. Belgium is worse. Spain is right behind us. OK, Mexico and France are right behind us, too. So we're in the middle of the pack for large Western European countries uh, and the COVID-19 response. Keep in mind, we are also much more aggressive about coding things as COVID and testing for COVID than a lot of other countries all over the world. But who's responsible for all this? No, notice how Dr. Fauci says, you know, I told we told them to be careful. You got to be careful. If you tell people, be careful, avoid other human beings for about a year, that's not a policy. And anybody who tells you otherwise is a moron who is delusional. That's not a policy. Avoid human contact for about a year. You know, be real careful. Wash your hands. Avoid contact. Fauci said earlier this week, I believe if you look back historically, we've done worse than most any other country. And we're a highly developed, rich country. Uh, we've done worse than a lot of countries. We haven't been the worst. Why is Britain worse than us? They are large country, wealthy, our closest, really I mean, the most analogous country in many ways. Canada has a far less dense population um, and far more spread out. So you know, the UK has got some big cities that matters. See, look at the UK. They're worse off than us. Was that Trump's fault? Why is the UK worse off than us? How is it our response was so terrible, but across the Atlantic Ocean in the United Kingdom, their response was even worse. But it's the fault of Republican mask deniers here, you see. Fauci uses the term data as a crutch because he never actually, you'll notice, he never actually cites data. He doesn't actually tell you what the study is. But more to the point, who was in charge of all of this? Who was leading America's response to COVID-19. I mean, one of the biggest continuing falsehoods of the narrative around COVID is that Trump refused to listen to the experts. That's a politicized rewriting of history. President Trump overwhelmingly handed over control of our COVID-19 response to the experts. And more than anyone else, that was Dr. Fauci. And never forget, please, that it was Dr. Fauci on March 8th of 2020 on CBS News who said, quote, there's no reason to be walking around with a mask when you're in the middle of an outbreak. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little better and it might even block a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. Yeah, you don't say. Now it's gone to you have to mask, and in fact, you should double mask. And if you look at the CDC studies, they really are just doing lab tests with mannequins, as if that is approximating viral exposure in, an, in, a, in a real environment involving human beings and virus droplets in the air. Madness. This is madness. What, they couldn't do mannequin experiments for the last 50 years? All of a sudden, this is the new thing. Oh, well, we did some mannequin experiments, and now we know double masking is so much better. Dr. Osterholm, who was a top COVID advisor to Biden, said a month ago that double masking was worse. But if I say double masking is worse, I get kicked off of social media. 
I get, I get, you know, PolitiFact and, and you know, FactCheck.org and these other morons come after me. You know, these, these other social studies majors from Wellesley and Reed College who are 24 are, well, we believe the Fauci, we believe the facts. They don't know anything. They don't know anything. But they're part of the online Stasi. They're doing their job, rooting out dissent. Don't allow people to think for themselves. Don't allow people to come to their own conclusions. That's the whole game. That's what they're doing. COVID response. You, you look at what we've done across. We did the lockdowns. Lockdowns were unprecedented. And Fauci is acting like we were unwilling to take the necessary steps. No, what happened is we listened to Fauci and it didn't work. Why hasn't this guy been fired? And you can say, oh, it's not his fault. Okay. Is it a general's fault if a war zone turns into a debacle? Maybe a little bit, but a lot of people are firing guns and shooting artillery and a lot of people doing a lot of things, but there's got to be some accountability, right? The buck has to stop somewhere. Not with Fauci, though. Of course not. You know why? Because even though he is more responsible than any other figure in America, including Trump, and much more responsible than Trump, I might add, because he's actually a health expert, supposedly, Fauci is responsible for shattering public faith in mass masking at the start of the pandemic. Has he ever been held accountable for that? Oh, he says, well, then we knew later on that you could spread it even if you were asymptomatic. That's not what he said at the start. That's a dodge. He said it doesn't work very well. That's what he said. I read you the quote. It's not worth doing because it doesn't work that well. Might work a little bit. We don't really know that the asymptomatic spread does not change that reality. Now he claims it works very well. There's propaganda everywhere. Highly effective, highly effective. And they're seeing the 70 percent of people that are being pulled now in America say they're going to keep wearing masks until after they're even mandated. What have I been telling you? This is a mass hysteria. This is a mass delusion. The people who are involved in this, they're destroying the American psyche. We're never even allowed to talk about the fact that the median age for people who are who are dying from COVID-19 is at U.S. life expectancy. This this was always a dangerous disease for the elderly, but we've been treating it like it's a dangerous disease for all of American society and for all the rest of America. It is entirely manageable. But instead of focus protection, instead of listening to the Great Barrington Declaration and the thousands of scientists, yes, Top scientists from Harvard and Oxford and all these places that, that have the credentials, the libs throw around to silence you. Instead of looking at what might actually work, what did we do? The Fauci approach. That's we have reached 500,000 dead from the Fauci approach. This is why all these people in in these positions of authority, they have to stamp out the dissent now. They have to stamp out the free thinking now because what happens if the American people, if a majority of us, not the idiots who are watching MSNBC and CNN and think they're getting the, the absolute truth every day, which is just sad, but that's what they do. Uh, if, if a majority of the American people or even close to it woke up and realized the people who have been making these decisions and who have been in charge are an abomination and they're wrong, uh, that's going to make it a whole lot more difficult for them to control us now and in the future, isn't it? So... People who are in authoritarian roles 
are desperate to maintain their power because the moment the grip starts to slip, there can be accountability for their abuses, for their bad decisions, for their trampling on individual rights. And so whatever they have to do to prevent that, it becomes an issue of of self-preservation. And for the lockdowners, we're now at that phase. They have to extend this as long as they can. They don't want to give up the power, and they're terrified that as they start to give up the power to silence and suppress, the truth might actually start to get out a bit more. And nothing threatens authoritarians' hold on power more than truth. You're in the Freedom Hut. Thanks for listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Get the latest from Buck at BuckSexton.com. We have got to, as quickly and as efficiently as possible, get as many people vaccinated as we can at the same time that we continue with our public health measures. Because when people look at that curve every day in the newspaper, it's very steeply going down, which is terrific news. The infections per day are going down. We can't pull back on that and get complacent, because if we do, we could see a surge. If we get complacent, there'll be a surge. It's on you, you see. He's giving you he's giving you the keys. He's giving you all you need. He'll, he'll make it all go away. It's all going to be fine if you just listen to Fauci. Oh, it's not going away the way that he said it would. And then, then you haven't listened to him, obviously. You know, what's amazing is it is actually going way down. Cases in the U.S. are, are plummeting, which is great news. And the vaccine is highly effective, which is great news. There's a lot of really good news out there about covid right now. A lot of it. But. You're just not uh, not hearing about it, not hearing about it, because the people who have had all this control, who have been in these positions for this long, they don't want to give up that control, as I have been predicting all along. And I'm sorry about the I've been predicting thing. It's just I try not to be that guy, um, but I'm I'm under I'm one of the people now who's really under assault, under attack by the lockdown libs. They're acting like I'm reckless. What I say is is untrue i'm lying about things what what you those of you listening to the show know what am i what am i lying about what am i wrong about i'm i'm advocating for policies my facts are always correct and if they're not i i correct it right away but i'm everything i'm telling you is true i'm not making up any numbers and never have never would but i i disagree when i look at what is happening to the american people and fauci looks at what is happening to the american people the speed with which i think a healthy emotionally, economically, and uh, physically, a healthy society uh, would respond to this by saying, okay, there are problems out there, but we need to, the, the return to normalcy needs to be a pathway that we establish, that we stick to, that we get on right now. It's not this, you know, well, we'll see who's there, what's going on here, what's going on there. No. Think about the variants. How many times they were thinking about shutting down Florida for for travel. This was floated from the White House, a little bit of a slap at Florida. Remember this a couple of weeks ago. And what was the justification? Uh, because of the new variants out there. Oh, there are new variants, you see. Oh, my gosh, the new variants is going to be terrible. There's going to be new variants everywhere. No, it. The cases are going down. There are new variants. We're all supposed to be terrified. What are we going to do about the new variants? The new variants is the code word, is the excuse for, well, 
even if the numbers favor a return to normalcy sooner than anticipated by Fauci and Biden, we can't do that because there's this unknowable out there and we can't take that risk. Always an excuse. Always an excuse. It's like they're turning America into a into society where we're all supposed to live in some kind of a bubble. You know, remember the bubble boy didn't have an immune system, that movie. We're all now supposed to be living in some kind of bubble all the time. But we're not. You see, that's the other thing, too. It's all a fraud. There are millions and millions of people going to their jobs every day. I go into an office every day, Monday through Friday. I'm seeing other people there. People have had COVID in my office. Like, you know, this is reality. Okay, millions and millions of people across the country are doing this right now. Oh, but you know what's going to save us if I put on the mask when I stand up at a restaurant, which is already socially distanced. I stand up and I've had a mask off, but I walk to the bathroom. I put my mask on for that walk. This is pandemic theater. There's no there's no intelligent argument opposing me on that point. Wearing a mask when you stand up to go to the bathroom, when you're mobile and you're not near anyone and you've had no mask on for an hour sitting in place is moronic. They make you do idiotic things and then they claim you're the problem and you say, hold on a second. This is dumb. I shouldn't be doing this. Why do you have the right to make me do this? That's where this is. And Fauci is the father of so much of this overzealous, really disturbed anxiety all across the country. Um, But he's there to tell us you see a surge. How many? I ask you these questions. Uh, Remember when we needed a million ventilators and that the crisis was that we needed a Defense Production Act and Trump wasn't moving fast? If he's not moving fast enough on the ventilators. What they actually found out was that they probably killed a lot of people by putting them on ventilators too early. Yeah, I know. Medical community didn't know any better and they're learning and all that stuff. But facts are stubborn things. Remember when we were going to have test and trace or just testing that was going to that was going to somehow curb the pandemic itself. Oh, OK, remember when mask wearing was going to reduce the rates of coronavirus, you know, 70 percent, 80 percent. If we could just get to. 60 or 70 percent mask adoption across the country. Remember that? Yeah. Did that did that end up being a good prediction? I mean, you just go down this list and you're just being lied to by people all the time or they're wrong and they never revisit what they were wrong about. And now they're making predictions today that you have to listen to or else. They're making predictions today that are policy. Right. I mean, when they say that new variants prevent a reopen. What they're saying is that our anxiety about a prediction that may or may not be true is leading to infringements upon your liberties right now. And you're supposed to accept that. If you don't, the fact checker mafia and social media and the blue check Democrats are going to come after you with everything they've got. That's that's the authoritarianism that I'm talking about. This is Buck's First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Harsanyi time. Our friend David Harsanyi of National Review joins us once again to weigh in on all the latest. Great piece up on NationalReview.com. Fauci is not your God. David, how dare you speak blasphemy of of the deity known as Dr. Fauci. Well, I have to be honest, I wasn't really a Fauci hater early on. I didn't, I didn't love what he was doing, but I didn't really have much of an opinion. But when you look back over the past year or 
when I look back to it over the past year, you know, it's just impossible for me to ignore that the guy consistently misleads the American people because he tries to act like, you know, in some paternalistic manner to coax them into doing things he wants. He's made mistakes. He constantly is um, attacking constitutional protections that are both as far as his championing of full-blown lockdowns and his contention that we would have done better had we had some sort of centralized system where guess who is in control, Dr. Fauci. Um, all these things are going to add up to someone who, who has not done a very good job or worse than that, has been consistently wrong and undermined um, sort of this pessimistic manner that undermines the American people in a way. So, yeah, I don't know. So that was my thought process when I wrote it. Well, I see this and I, I always wonder who is actually responsible for what we've seen now for this COVID response, because they're talking about 500,000 dead. And, and there is this impulse in the media to always make it seem like, it's Trump's fault. That, that's the it's all Trump's fault. Somehow, I'm never going to tire of pointing out to people that Fauci's initial recommendation about masks in on March 8th of 2020 was not about whether or not there's asymptomatic spread going on. It was masks. Fauci said masks just don't work very well. And, and now if you say this, I mean, if you actually write anywhere, David, um, uh, on social media, that you, you even say masks are, are not highly effective or are, are ineffective, um, you, you are subject to getting banned for that. I mean, this is really where this is the level of, of totalitarian uh, groupthink that's being inflicted upon all of us. And I sit around and I ask, we, we did things the Fauci way. We had unprecedented lockdowns. We have mask mandates in you know, over 30 U.S. states. We have propaganda literally telling me where I can put my feet in my elevator, in my own home. We've been, we did all this stuff, months and months and months of it. So did other countries, by the way, the UK, Italy, both of which have had, the UK is worse than us. Italy is pretty much uh, level with us per 100,000 people in terms of deaths. But other countries did this stuff too. It didn't work. I mean, what's it, what's it going to take? I I don't know why some countries, I don't know why, you know, Japan, although it's an island, a little easier to prevent people from coming and going. Australia, a very sparse population and an island and extreme lockdowns. I don't know why some countries seem to have substantially better outcomes than other. But I do know that there are plenty of extreme lockdown countries where it did not work. And Fauci turns around and basically says, we didn't do enough. Yeah. And you're right about the masks. It's revisionist history to say that he was trying to, you know, stop there from being a run on masks because professionals needed it, etc. When you listen to him, he goes through the reasons why masks don't work very specifically or why they wouldn't work. Um, and maybe he was right, you know, initially. But anyway, you're also right that these kind of his attacks on, you know, I forgot the wording used, but, you know, he said that the United the system in the United States undermined uh, the, the, you know, our response to COVID. So where is it better? In the UK, they have a centralized system. They have full blown socialist medicine where the government owns the hospitals, pays the doctors, decides policy, and they have a worse response than us on fatalities. And other nations like Sweden, which I assume that I'm right to say they didn't have full blown lockdowns or maybe any real lockdowns, 
has basically very similar numbers to a place like Italy or Spain or Portugal or whatever. Certain countries have done better. We don't really know why. That's the truth. But then let's come here. He went and said that New York was the, that Andrew Cuomo had responded to this better than anyone else. If you just take New York, they have a higher fatality rate than any country in the world, other than the state of New Jersey. And uh, states like Hawaii, for obvious reasons, or Alaska, for obvious reasons, have done better. So it's clearly beyond uh, the control of whatever you know, system it is. But in the meantime, just like you mentioned, we destroyed economic growth. We destroyed a year of, of our kids' schooling. We destroyed uh, a lot of things, I think, in society that have been corroded that will pay for later on. But, and these were because we did listen to him. And uh, you know, he takes no responsibility for that. So he's looking for a scapegoat. As I've been saying, to everybody, if if this was a war and we were talking about how we had just suffered the most casualties in one year, let's say, of, of an ongoing war in the history of this country, the general would resign or be fired. But Fauci really has gotten promoted by the Biden administration. I mean, it, he's held up as some kind of I mean, for me, he's ex, it's exactly what we dealt with with Cuomo. It's all flash. It's all media spin and PR. There is not a single thing that Fauci has said at any step of this pandemic where you go back and you look at the timing of it in retrospect, in retrospect and say, well, wow, that was really prescient and that really got us in a good place. I mean, David, I could sit here. Remember how we used to get lectured about about uh, the big problem was a lack of testing all the time? I mean, Nancy Pelosi was you know, testing, testing, testing every five seconds. Fauci. Oh, we don't we don't have enough testing. Test and trace these people who are in charge. We're selling the public on we're going to catch everybody who has COVID or is near somebody with COVID and quarantine them in time to stop the virus. This was flatly moronic. And I said it was from the start. I've been saying test and trace since June in New York because it was one of the parameters for reopen. We need a certain level of test and trace capacity. You're not going to trace 100,000 cases a day nationwide. I mean, it's just idiocy. But no one holds them to account for anything. And it's just, I, I, I'm the bad guy. Berenson's the bad guy. People that ask qu- questions, we're the bad guys. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous, that part of it. The, the, the concerted effort by big tech companies and by media to just shut down any kind of skepticism about this stuff. You know, and during the Trump administration, it was always slotted in as like you're either for Fauci and science or you're for Trump. You know, so no one had any room to even challenge these things. But now you see it more. I think it's more clear than ever for people like I, you know, again, we've been talking about this for a while. And you were ahead of the curve on this than me because, you know, I felt like we didn't. I was willing to forgive people for not understanding what was going on, because I think that a lot of us just didn't. Science hadn't caught up to understand what was going on it still probably hasn't but then Fauci went on so it's one thing to make a mistake it's another thing to then move on and lie and that's what he does he lied about herd immunity and now the later he told us it was because he wanted us you know whatever he's treating us like kids now he's doing the same thing with vaccine and for me for with vaccines and for me that's the last straw i mean you expand cannot, david, david, wait, david, david for everyone listening expand when you say you know tell everybody when you're talking about how he's lying i mean I do this all the time how has he lied on this one on the vaccines yes like explain it to everyone well, it's vaccine the news on vaccines is amazingly it's positive yep. right you have we learned that the first shot is probably enough to give you 93 percent immunity right to coronavirus it helps with most of the other 
I don't know if all of them, but the, the, the strains that we're seeing from different countries, it's working in Israel. It's, it's clearly working where you have a small population, but you can, you know, it's a contained experiment. Um, and yet he is constantly downplaying the, you know, our return to normalcy. That is not his concern, really. His concern is a public health official who's supposed to relay information to us and let us know how to deal so that public policy people can deal with the, uh, with the pandemic, he is not the person who is making policy. He's a bureaucrat, and uh, but he acts like uh, you know he's constantly trying. Like he said, we're not going to be back to normal to twenty twenty two. There's no evidence of that. If, if the vaccines, can, we've had a huge decline now, and if, if the vaccine's working and we move forward at the right pace, we should be back to normal. You know, but I don't even understand why he's asked questions like that because it's not his bailiwick. He is a public health official. We should be relaying information and yet he's lied. Now, I forget what else. There was another major thing that he misled us on other than masks and herd immunity and now vaccines. I can't remember it right now, but he's been doing this constantly. Well, on, on schools, on like- schools, he's just a slimy, slippery fraud. And, you know, I've had I've had the, the fact checker mafia coming after me because I say schools should be open now, period. Full stop. Schools should be open. We all know it. The school should be open. This is crazy. And they go, well, they should be open with all these conditions. No, no, there are schools that aren't open with 15 different conditions and, you know, extra money for the unions for more teachers and all that. No, they're just open and it's fine. Fauci's a coward. That's what he's a little bureaucrat coward. He's been the same. This is how this guy has existed in public health for 40 years. He's not practicing medicine. He's going to meetings. I was about to say that you don't survive in D.C. for that long without knowing how to play politics. And now that I don't even understand why he's constantly having press conferences. I just don't even understand why he needs to be out there speaking. It's not his concern. Public policy is not. I mean, yes, the scientific scientific aspects of public policy are for him to advise on but he speaks like he's the, the king of the world is going to tell us what to do. He's and the how decider. To act and he is. He's the decider. And this is the huge the huge misstep in our society for the la- in our country for the last year is that we've allowed this little lab coat authoritarian to have it both ways. He gets to make these decisions, but then pretend he's just advising. But whatever his advice is becomes the policy. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, there's no way that Joe Biden doesn't do what Fauci says. I mean, he's not going to be Fauci's not that. Listen, I think Fauci is a coward when it comes to this sort of thing. So I doubt he's going to sit up there and, and, and not do what Biden wants. But if he did, Biden would just follow him. There's no way that any any president, well, Trump would have done, just, would have done whatever he wanted usually. But even he sort of thought, you know, he sort of followed Fauci. I mean, um, I don't know. It was a huge mistake. And I think it, more and more people will think about it and, and when Trump's gone and think about what Fauci was doing and saying and how wrong he was and how. And, you know, this is very bad for America because you have experts constantly being wrong, constantly acting like authoritarians, and they're undermining the, 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 the belief of the populace in science itself and in expertise. And that's a dangerous thing because we do need people to tell us what's going on quite often. We don't need them acting like, uh, like you said, uh, lab coat authoritarians. Fauci is not your god. Truer words have not been written or spoken in a long time by David Harsanyi, NashReview.com. David, thanks so much, man. Thank you.